Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. TC Live kicks off another fantastic day down under. It rolls on as we get set for the Australian Open just a couple days away. 12 plus hours of tennis here on Tennis Show. And here is what's coming up on the show today. With just five more days until the first ball of the Aussie Open, we'll show you what the stars are doing on and off the court to get ready to compete. And how important is it for the American tennis landscape, the, the feel, the momentum that Team USA lifted the inaugural United Cup? Our experts will share their opinions. Plus, it's got to be the tightest squeeze of 2023. We'll show you how this skinny dude may or may not have fit his body through that tiny racket. I'm still curious about that, but we got to get to featured matches first because this is what we expect to see today. John Isner, 37 years old, getting it done at a high level still. We'll kick things off in Auckland. Anna Samova, Tommy Paul, Risk, and Ben Shelton, other Americans in action. Kretchikova, Azarenka, just big names up and down per usual as we get set for a fantastic day of tennis ahead. And we welcome you to our Santa Monica studios. No Eagle, the Hall of Famer Tracy Austin. The legend himself, Jimmy Arias. You are the <laughs> no, one and only. No legend. Unfortunately, you can't say Hall of Famer like every time I work with you. You're Tracy. a Hall of Famer. He's always in my Hall book. of Famer. If he is, he I peaked, is a legend. If, I he 12. if there was a No Eagle Hall of Fame, Jimmy Arias would be the first I, inductee. That's a guarantee. Uh, and that should be good man, enough for you. I know. I know. I try my very best. And speaking of, we have our whole Tennis Channel family all over the world right now. We've got Mark Petchy down under. And, and listen, this is dedication. He says, shout out to Tennis Channel who need the love on weeks like this that he is not really sure that we always get the credit for, so we appreciate you, Mark. But more importantly, he's watching tennis, I believe, guys, from his bathroom in his hotel. Is that right, Tracy? Is that what you're seeing? You know, anywhere, any place, at any time, you've got to have TC on. And, Mark, we love you for that. He yeah. does, he does the, the TV down in Australia. does a great job. And... Watching you TV. can't get away from Tennis Channel. Even early in the morning, he's still got his coffee cup there. I mean, you know, in the bathroom. Congratulations. He's shaving. I know. I, I feel like we'll do a deep dive maybe later in the show exactly what his toiletry game looks like. But I got to say, impressive stuff. Mark will be joining us on TC Live during the Australian Open as well. But let's go to Adelaide. A couple of former Wimbledon champions, one of them last year in Rabakina, a two-time champ in Petra Kvitova. And this one, it felt like Tracy Kvitova was looking for a little bit of revenge from the grass. Yeah, exactly. And you knew this was going to be about huge serving, but who was going to get in the offensive position sooner in the point? And Kvitova did this most of the time. She was a little bit closer to the baseline. She returned extremely well, especially on the second serve. She was all over the Rabakina second serve, continued to apply the pressure Rabakina, just not enough on that second serve. It just sits up, and there were just two breaks, and they were both towards the end stage of the sec of each set. And Kvitova is actually looking really, really sharp. Played well last week, and she is playing extremely 
offensively, and that's how she plays her best tennis. Didn't face a single break point in this match. Cruises through in straight sets. Danielle Collins, who had that great start to 2022, looking to get back on the right foot down under once again in 2023, Jimmy. Pretty good start in this match with Pliskova. As you're going to see a barrage of winners. There were 33 in all from Collins as she was not allowing Pliskova to breathe off of her serve. Every second serve, she was crushing Collins. Won that first set from four love up, 6-2. Went to the second set. It was more of the same. We've seen this shot already a couple yeah. of times, that return of serve on second serve. In the end, Pliskova only made, she's a big hitter. She made five unforced errors. I don't mm. think there's ever been a time when Pliskova's made five unforced errors and lost 6-2, 6-4 in pretty comfortable fashion, really, in the end. Collins was just too good, too aggressive. 76 minutes for this one. She had lost round one last week in Adelaide, so a little get back for her to get back on track early in 2023. We'll play Jill Teichman in the next round over there as well, but I mentioned it, you know, the start of 2022, Tracy, for, for Danielle Collins was storybook for her, was something to remember, and still looking for that final push through to be a major champion, but health most important, we see the aggressiveness. She's looking good to start 2023. She is. And when Danielle Collins is fit and when she is striking the ball beautifully, she can really take the racket out of anybody's hand. She's so offensive. She's got a good serve, mixes it up with her spots, hits the ball so early and powerfully off the ground. And you hit it, Noah. That health was really the problem. She got to the semifinals at the Australian. We did not see her again because of some women problems, and she didn't play again until uh, Roland Garros, then not again until Wimbledon. Seven seven uh, tournaments that she was able to play throughout the entire year. That's just not enough. So I'm hoping that she can play consistently throughout the year and maintain her top 15 ranking. Mm. It's amazing because when she's on, she gives you so much pressure. She takes your second mm -hmm. serve from inside the baseline. She does not let you breathe. And she's been a finalist in Australia. She's been a semifinalist in Australia. She loves down under. Looked pretty good today. Hopefully she can keep it going. It's fun to watch, as Jimmy mentioned, and so we're excited to see what 2023 looks for her as we head to the Australian Open and we take our full look around at some of the other highlights around. Belinda Bencic, you want to talk about somebody who really gained in confidence. It feels like at this rate, Tracy, she just keeps adding to her game every year, once again on display against Muguruza. Absolutely. First of all, how is this a first-round match? I mean, some of those matches <laughs> in Adelaide on the women's side are just incredible. You had Pushkova, who was a qualifier. But Belinda Bencic, she served better maybe than I've ever seen her serve. Her serve is not always known as a big weapon, but she overall today only lost seven points on her serve. She's mixing it around better. She said she's working with her new coach, Tersanoff, on trying to get a little bit more power on the serve. Always hits the ball early, and that was really problematic for Muguruza because Muguruza kept getting pushed too far behind the baseline. And even neutral ball shots, Muguruza was feeling the pressure because Bencic was so good on defense as well. So as you said, Bencic continuing to improve little aspects of her game. The serve and the, and the defense, particularly impressive. Ten aces, 21 winners in this matchup. Just really impressive stuff from Belinda Bencic. We move over American in action. Mackie McDonald taking on Dan Evans. Never an easy out, Dan Evans, but McDonald really handled him pretty well. No, this is the kind of match you love to see. Two players that don't have massive serves, so they have to have a lot of points, a lot of cat and mouse play. They played once before a couple of years ago. Mackie McDonald had two sets of love lead in Australia and open and lost in five. He did take the first set here, but now in the second set, Evans with a set point up 5-2, looking to make another comeback, but it is not to be. As Dan Evans went serving for the second set, can't get it done. Mackie with some great defense, finishing off the point, gets the break back. 
And then again at 5-all, gets his fifth break of the match. Mackie McDonald is... Both of these players, as I said, not huge servers, but I like the 202K, about 125 mile an hour serve on match point for McDonald. He finishes it off at the net. A good win for him. Anytime you beat Dan Evans, you know you're playing well. He brings the goods. He's got excellent calf muscles as well. You can see the speed on the court. And a big win for Mackie McDonald. Another American in action, Brandon Nakashimo's knocking on the door of the top 40. But Alejandro Davidovich Fokina feels like he's so underrated, Jim. He just gets out there and gets the job done. He, Davidovich Fokina is so quick. He moves so well. And he showed you the level he can play at in Monte Carlo last year, making the finals, beating Djokovic along the way. He also shows you that if you give him a short ball and you're at the net, <laughs> watch out for your head as he goes right at Nakashima, gives you the, oh, I'm Sorry, it didn't actually hit you in the face. Not all of us have the man shoulder. bun cushion, you know. We, we can't get that hair to protect us. Didn't seem to bother Nakashima <laughs> as they kept going along in that second set. It ended up getting to a tie break. And it's just a couple of points that spell the difference. But Davidovich Fokina, again, when he's right mentally, he's very dangerous. He moves so well. He's got a lot of power for a guy that's slight in stature. And he got it done in straight sets against Nakashima. Fun second set between the two. Davidovich Fokina saved all five break points in that match as well. So we look for Nakashima. Mentioned that he's still right outside the top 40, just inside the top 50. So there's that breakthrough. He hasn't gotten to within 40 in the world. Uh, what's this 2023 season look like for him? What, what are some of his goals you feel like as he heads into it? Well, I would think I mean, he's still so young. Yeah. What I've liked about Brandon is that every year he seems to improve some portion of his game, whether he's getting a little bit quicker because we've talked about it. The foot speed maybe was problematic when he first started. His net game is much, much better. His serve, it's a much bigger a, a bomb now. I mean, I think he really gets a lot of free points. I think winning the next gen was mm. important for him to get those consecutive good matches, pressure matches, and take the title. Now he needs to start pushing towards the top 30, towards the top 20. Again, it's adding that 1% in every area. His forehand has gotten better, but it can still get bigger. His backhand is world-class. I mean, it can, it can just knock you over as an opponent. But... He's going to have to get bigger off the, off the baseline, I think, with that forehand side. He's got to look to Alcaraz, who won next gen the year before he won it, and try to have that same year finish the year number one. <laughs> that, would be the, that would be the goal, obviously. Tracy mentioned he needs to get a little bit quicker. He needs to get a little bit better up at the net. We'll take a look. This isn't quick enough or good enough up at the net. <laughs> this is taken. It's not really his fault, by the way. At point-blank range, that forehand was hit, and it got him in the shoulder, not in the face. Yeah. I had to take a look at it a couple of times to see. That was good facial skills. You know, he protects the goods. He knows what's up, and he's ready to go. But excited to see how he continues to progress as the American wave of tennis continues to progress. We saw it last week. We'll get into that as the show continues here. And we'll also talk about our new member of Tennis Channel joining throughout the week. A little exciting news around the building. But as mentioned, American story continues. United Cup was wonderful. We also have action with J.J. Wolf, with Sloan Stevens, with Jensen Brooksby. We'll feel you in next on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. 
Not much of a better feeling than winning for your country. And the United States takes home the inaugural United Cup. Taylor Fritz got the job done. Madison Keys, we just saw being doused with water. Jess Pagula, Francis Tiafo, a 22-2 and overall record in the first rendition of this fantastic competition. And so, listen, it's always fun to see that as we welcome you back to TC Live. No Eagle, Tracy Austin and Jimmy Arias. Glad to have you with us. But I think it's worth at least talking about this a little bit because it's the first year we saw this competition with men and women together and the camaraderie that came with it. I know you guys have been part of, of team tennis competitions in the past. How important do you feel like it is for USA to just to get a win, to feel like they're back on top in some way, shape, or form? I think it's really important. Of course, going in, we felt that they were the favorites because they had two players in the top 10, two other players in the top 20, so they were the most balanced team. I think for the fans, this was just so exciting to watch. 18 teams to start, three different cities, and then it culminates in Sydney. But to see the individual sport, to see the camaraderie, to see the bond of these players, to see reactions like that, the emotions. Taylor Fritz talked about it. He said, you know, it, we're not really that emotional, but this was fun to look over and see my teammates rooting me on. It was a lot of fun. They kept playing in the escape room, and I guess apparently the, the women were always beating the men as well. From <laughs> Jesse Pagula. Yeah, that, sound, that and, sounds about right. And it was American tennis they, sort of coming back a little bit. To his, to his teammates immediately. He does, because that? that's all. That was a team match, 100%. And the guy Guys did mention they enjoyed having the ladies with them because they knew the team was much stronger with the ladies, and it proved to be the case. Although they dominated 22 and two, 22 and they two, they were winning every match that they played. It was 100%. an amazing start of the year for American. And tennis. now all those Americans, they are match tough, and I feel like they've gotten enough matches. They're ready for the Australian Open that comes so soon. No mm, that's a good perspective. I didn't even think about it that way. Let's go for another American matchup. This one going. All the way to just another Hobart. Yeah, let's go with a little island tennis action. Sloan Stevens, Lauren Davis, all American matchup, Tracy, and Lauren Davis were quite impressive. She really did, but I tell you, this really surprised me. Sloan Stevens had a good tournament in Guadalajara at the end of last year. It looked like she was going to start out and really make a push to play so well at the beginning of this year. She had 32 unforced errors. Lauren Davis already a couple of matches under her belt because she was a qualifier. So, yes, though, she did play very well. I mean, Lauren Davis is so speedy around the court. She competes so well. An incredible competitor, good field. But Sloan just didn't look like she had the fire in the belly. It, it just really was uncomfortable to watch her play at this level, especially the scoreline, two and two eventually. That's just what was really surprising. And Sloan did not play well on the big points. Sloan actually had seven break point opportunities, usually one of a good returner, and instead just broke one time. So just a little bit sloppy, a little messy, and now Sloan 0-2 before the Australian Open. Yeah, surprising. tough start. Tough start to 2023, but for Davis, as mentioned, through qualities, waiting for her next opponent. A couple other results from Sunday. Kalanina with a simple win over Marino. We see that Sigamund had to fight, but got through in three. Maria, who avenges a loss about midway through last week in straight sets, and Buskova through straight sets as well. Still coming up on TC live we've got the best of the best from a very young 2023 but there was a lot to choose from in a really exciting explosive week of tennis a week ago that's still to come tc live straight ahead
Very excited. Australian Open TC Live coverage begins Sunday, January 15th, 5 p.m. Eastern. A two-hour show. Lindsay Prakash, John Wertheim, Steve Weissman, and a whole lot more highlights, analysis, sound bites. We've got everything that you could possibly want from the Australian Open. Again, that starts January 15th daily at 5 p.m. Eastern. Let's head over to Auckland and check out a couple more highlights. This one, American Jensen Brooksby, Fabio Fermini, who is still incredibly popular wherever he goes, had quite the fan support here, and this first set was a battle. Fanini is so talented, still been on the tour for a long time, but the sort of worst player that he could meet up against, I would think, is Jensen Brooksby, because Brooksby is the kind of guy that sort of can get to you mentally, and Fanini sometimes doesn't handle that particularly well. Having said that, Fanini won the first set in a tiebreak, won the big points in that, but you're never going to get Brooksby to give up. He cruises in the second set, 6-1. Down a break here, a break point, break chance, a lucky let court off an overhead for a winner. Brooksby sort of just fist pumps, smiles. Fanini takes offense a little bit that there was no, I'm sorry, <laughs> even though most of the time, players, they always say they're sorry. Yeah, deep down. Deep How genuine. And Brooksby didn't let the fact that Funini yelled at him bother him at all. Just kept on playing his game and ended up getting through it in a nice third set. Let's hear what Brooksby had to say because this was an intriguing matchup. There was a little altercation in the, in the sw switch over. Was he trying to get under your skin? Oh, yeah, a little bit. You know, it's going to happen in the, in the heat of the battle with the emotions. Uh, he was... He said I, I should apologize for luck cords, but I was I was taught that it's not really luck based with a net cord, so yeah, that's honestly why I, I, I said that. Very honest, and he was also <laughs> very proud of his mental state to get through the match. I'm still I'm keeping the campaign alive, Tracy. Bring back the mullet, JJ Wolf. But if he keeps winning without it, whatever works. Yeah, and sleeveless as well. JJ Wolf, so much talent, broke into the top 100 last year. Started beginning the year was playing the challengers. Now safely inside the top 70. And JJ, Ohio State, played there for a few years. And I love the subtlety with that pass to take the first set because we always think of JJ all about power, just bludgeoning the ball and his terrific athleticism, trying to dictate with the forehand. And I love that part of his game too. These couple of balls where he just gives a little bit more shape. That to me is showing some maturity because usually it's all about just more power. And good shot selection from J.J. Wolf, really trying to manage the points because Manorino is a tough out. He's a crafty player. And this was a terrific win for J.J. Wolf. It was Manorino, actually, who was seated. I just, I'm, I'm waiting for the mullet, guys. <laughs> it was so good. Look, at, I mean, that's impressive hops. Good vertical leap ability as well. It wasn't just the mullet. It was, it was everything. In fact, the short shorts. He was in the 80s. Yeah, he was it was everything. in the 80s. Here's some more scores. Jack Draper with a straight set win. He's looking very good. Watch out for Draper to get into the top 20. Very much so. Kesmanovic did as well. These all coming from Adelaide. Those last couple matches over in Auckland. Teichman with a victory. Hadad Maya with a victory as we head over to everyone's favorite, The Social Net. And we start with our very new co-worker here at Tennis Channel. So in November, this is Mr. and Mrs. Nathan Rackett getting married. Of course, recently retired star Monica Puig, a gold medalist at the Olympics, is going to be joining the Tennis Channel family this week. And Tracy, we want to welcome her with open arms. We know our stage manager, Jess, is going to make sure she's all comfortable, sees the place, understands where to go, because it can be a maze here. Yeah, I think uh, she's going to do a phenomenal job because she has been 
been doing some television commentary before. I've seen her at a few tournaments, and we know that she has uh, had so much success on the tour. Seems like such a friendly gal, so I can't wait to, to see her come to Tennis Channel. Playing on the tour, yeah. playing for a gold medal is nothing. <laughs> to working at Tennis Channel. The pressure she's going to feel is immense. Hopefully we'll be able to, to calm her down enough to get through it. I cannot confirm nor deny, but what I can say is this is still one of the most impressive, even just attempts at doing something that I've seen in quite some time. So we see this man right here, right? This is what we call tight tennis fit. Oh. He is, yeah, just take a There's look no to see chance. exactly what we got here. You're saying no chance. Well, obviously, we wouldn't be showing you if he didn't get through it somehow, but I don't. Well, I, I agree, because I how, like, how? That's like a contortionist. Oh. No. That that's hurts. unbelievable. The His name is First Flexible all, Suede, to, guys. You have to be really skinny to do that, but then the flexibility on top. All right, he's going to come to issues painful. here where I'm not sure okay. how it's going to Yeah, wait, he's got uh, one more. Oh. He's got it. Easy. Okay, guys, so listen. I'm curious because we do have a racket right here, and Jimmy, I think you could do it. I think well, we should try it. If we cut the strings, the strings out right out now, yeah, the strings well, listen, we cause, cut this. you know a little bit of an issue, obviously. So, well, I mean, cut the strings out. I'm pretty sure I could do it. Unfortunately, the strings are in. Oh, we have a bigger racket. Oh, we can. Oh, you got one without the strings, Jimmy. You sure you want to try? Listen. I think that you can. I think you can try it. Yeah, Jess, bring it to us. Okay. Let me see what we got here. First of all, I'm. Let me see how he started it. Yeah. Well, he starts. He put the right he, leg. No, first. I think he starts going face first. No, he did that. Oh no, he went leg. You're right. He went right leg. Okay. Right. I yeah. got that. Okay. Okay. We are not. Oh wait, I'll hold it here. Yeah, wait. Uh, now that's all. Oh, it's so close. No, I, yeah. I had it. I had it. But I needed. Uh, you just needed a little more. What was that racket stretching. back in the day? It was called the weed, or there was some racket that <laughs> yeah, was 130. I'm going to be honest. To quote no, the uh, to the great Randy Jackson, that's going to be a no from me, dog. It's going to be <laughs> not a even if you try no. yoga this no. morning. That would not <laughs> Take a look at Tuesday's schedule real quick. TC Live gets us started at 5:30 Eastern. Auckland, Hobart, Adelaide. T2 live coverage and encore coverage all day. We've got the best of the best from a great week of tennis last week. Coming up next on TC Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hitting there. Oh, that's an amazing point. Oh, my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best. No way. <laughs> no way has he made that. Oh, it was all about self preservation, wasn't it? That's arguably the best shot I've ever hit in my life. I've hit some good shots, but down break point, that was arguably the best shot of my life. She won that point. This is phenomenal. The reaction skills there, but also the get. 
making him continuously, and that's been a feature of the match, playing that extra shot, always in the fight. Mazzetti, oh, look at that. Say anyone that you like to be. I, I like your reaction to that last one. You were almost playing along. I like it. Well, this. yeah, if Marcos could have just hit a lot, he would have won the point. <laughs> yeah. I must have been thinking, I had the whole court, but I've got to go with Iga because, Jimmy, we play our whole careers, and there's not many times that we even get the opportunity to try to go around the net post. Look at the Greek player. She's almost her foot is touching the outside of the alley, and then Iga, just with the flick of the wrist, the great balance, and then gets it right up the line. That's fun. And it was also in between the umpire's chair and the. Yeah. Yes. So she only had a foot and a half, it looked like, to get that ball through. That was an amazing shot. I can't believe I'm going to pick a shot in doubles over single since I've never been a doubles <laughs> guy. But, I, you know, the, the Popperin run was amazing. It's just yeah. if Caron could have hit it anywhere but on his racket. As he's on the ground, he lifts his racket up, and it's just right there for him. And I always like did the have reactions. three on the third, by the way. Yeah, so that's it's true. a huge point. Kind that's of. true. And Francis's was a break point. So that's Francis. what I was about to bring yeah. up. Break yeah. point down. He said he was saying it was one of the best shots he's ever hit. But my favorite thing with Francis, his reaction every time is the. <laughs> it's just the. The yeah. look. Did that happen? He that seems happened. to know where the camera is. He, he always right finds the it. camera. He'll find he was it. looking at his teammates. He was looking again. at his yeah. team. You're right. I love that camaraderie. Featured matches as we take a look ahead. John Isner will start us off today, center court throughout the day, as mentioned, about 12 hours of tennis, maybe even a little more from down under. Anis Mova, Tommy Paul, Ali Risk, Ben Shelton, Azarenka, Krachikova. You go down the list, Samsonova. These are top-tier names, top-tier matches, per usual, to start what is going to be another fantastic week leading into the Australian Open. So we take a look ahead at all of these matches. I want to start with that, that Tommy Paul matchup with Chris O'Connell and Adelaide. And Tommy Paul, that was a big year for him last year. More than anything, you talk about health. It, it was a guy who, young in his career, could not stay on the court. And he did, and he broke through a little bit. He found those, those big match wins. Now looking ahead to 2023, can he make another push up the standings even further? I think he can. I think he has an amazing ability. He's so fast, Tommy Paul. He moves so well. He hits the ball big. He's aggressive. I love the way he's been playing. One of my favorite matches of the year that I actually commentated was in Canada, second round in Canada. He beat Carlos Alcaraz in three hours and 44 minutes. I remember <laughs> that because I ended up having to commentate for about 12 hours in a row that particular day. But it started with that match, and it was an amazing match. High level of play. It feels like any time Alcaraz is on the court. But when you've got someone with the athletic ability on the other side of the net of Tommy Paul, it's always going to be fireworks. Ali Risk and, and Barbora Krachikova, and we know 
Krachikova just as skilled as they come, singles, doubles, everything in between. But Risk, same type of deal, has all those skills around the net as well. What are you looking for in this matchup? Well, I mean, it's a tough time of the year. You're just looking for that one match win so that you can feel better when you're going to the Australian Open. Um, I would have to say that Risk is in the twilight of her career. She's had such an incredible run, but I hope that there's one more big push. Uh, she hits the ball so flat, so when she is feeling confident, when she is striking the ball cleanly, she's tough to compete with. But Krychikova has so much variety, so much variation, and the slices that she can get down so low, particularly on the forehand of Alley, could be problematic. We'll be looking at that one as we get set for a full day of tennis ahead here on TC. Glad you could join us for TC Live to kick off the day for Tracy Austin, for Jimmy Arias. No Eagles saying so long. We'll step aside. We'll get back for all the action. John Isner, yeah, he's, he's pretty big. He's kind of tall, and he's ready to roll as he will get us started on the other side on Tennis Channel.